This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. UFC 272 in Las Vegas tonight with my partner Brendan Tobin in Miami, Sean Levine in Kansas City. And right now to break it all down with us, let's welcome on Reed Wallach of BetSided. You can get easy, not easy, but big numbers tonight if you're willing to bet on Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal coming in as a big underdog, plus 260, read Colby Covington at minus 340, which begs the question that I think everybody's wondering right now. Why do your Brooklyn Nets suck as much at basketball? As they do? It doesn't make sense. They got so much talent. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like every radio hit I do now, because that's like my shtick. Like, it's, I'm a Nets fan. Like, I just get bombarded with questions. Like, as if it's not stressing me yet, I got to tell everybody else now how I feel. Um, yeah, really stressed. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, tomorrow's the first game back for, you know, Duran and Irving. So we'll see how that goes against Boston. I, I think uh, we could hopefully turn this around, but definitely running out of time here with uh, the regular season coming to a close. But listen, uh, you know, playoffs, you don't want to see Kevin Durant in a seven-game series. So that's the one reason why I'm still, I am still have some, you know, confidence. Yeah, no shame in losing to the number one team in the East, Reed. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Bam out of Biles on fire. Yeah, that was, that was him and Harrow were uh, going off. Let's go ahead and talk fighting if you guys don't mind. Uh, we'll step <laughs> out of the basketball arena and into the octagon. Let's go ahead and start at the top of the card, Colby versus Masvidal. We were just talking about, Reed, it feels like all of the money, at least all of the talking heads, aren't giving Masvidal much of a chance, are you? Uh, like, yeah, he has a chance. Of course he has a chance. But I have – I feel like with UFC, like – you saw, like styles make fights, and I feel like Masvidal when he's made this jump in class. I mean, just look at his kind of ascent up to superstardom. It really started with a flying knee to Ben Askren. It wasn't that he became some technical. You know, he took a leap in you know becoming a better fighter. He's has a lot of confidence, and he has a lot of flair, and he has a lot of star power. But we saw against Usman, he got not only did he get just violently knocked out, but the first fight. He got absolutely picked apart, and Uzman had no point just or no issue grinding out a decision. And ultimately, I think that's how this fight's going to go. With Colby, I see at I think Colby's really good. If it wasn't for Uzman, he's the best welterweight in the world. So I think Covington's going to have his way with Masvidal. I think he's going to. I wouldn't say keep this on the ground the whole time because Colby is an amazing wrestler, but Colby has an incredible gas tank. He gets his striking is at least rock solid, more than formidable, and I think. He just has Masvidal covered here. That being said, I'm not looking to lay, what is it now, like minus 330 price. I'm keen in on Colby and uh, Parlays, though, for sure. I think Covington's the side here. 
Definitely worried about uh, Masvidal coming off a, a vicious knockout, which he hasn't yeah. had to deal with in his UFC career. But the one thing that I do think differs between Colby and Usman, which we don't see very much when they fight each other because they're both such good wrestlers, is that you know Colby, it feels like he's going to leave a lot more opportunities maybe necessarily than Kamara does. Like Kamara was doing a lot of control up against the fence, was trying to run the clock at certain points. During the mm-hmm. fight, I feel like Colby, he part of his game is that he does want to throw some strikes and mix that in with his wrestling, which could be dangerous against a guy like Masvidal and get countered with something. Do you feel like if you do like Masvidal tonight, does that give you a little bit more hope that it's not going to be necessarily getting worn down up against the cage and, and getting the clock run out that that Colby is going to try and keep uh, some level of striking going throughout this fight? And that's that is dangerous against a guy like Jorge. Yeah, I I think if you're looking to bet. Masvidal, you're going to, like, Masvidal early, like, maybe, like, uh, like, Masvidal round one, round two, but, like, Colby's proven he has an incredible gas tank. He's more than reliable. I mean, look at that Usman fight. He had a broken jaw and stood up, and, I mean, call it a stoppage, whatever you want, but that, you know, that was tw- in the 24th minute, and I think we could say pretty confidently Jorge Masvidal is not in the same class as Kamaru Usman. This is a different type of fight, so I think Covington he's going to be fine striking with him. I don't think Masvidal's going to knock him out. Covington's held up very nicely over his career, and I think that that's baked into this line. But if you want to take a shot on Masvidal, I think you should definitely look to bet him early, like round one, round two, by knockout. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Breaking down tonight's fight with Reed Wallach of Betsided here on the BetQL Network, Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Can Colby knock out Masvidal? Yeah. Like, round Colby late. Like, I was looking. I think Colby by decision, it's a pretty fair price. Like, you know, round like minus 110, minus 120. I think it's a pretty fair price. Yeah. But I think Colby's live to finish this fight late, especially – I, if you want to really buy into the, like, the they don't like each other thing, like that whole like personal stuff, I think Masvidal is going to get gassed, and I think Colby's going to look to try and finish him late. If he does, I'm not certain. But like, you want to take a stab at Colby rounds four and five, I, yeah, I think Colby pulls away pretty easily in this one. I'm curious what you think, Reed, because there's been a lot of buzz this week about Colby making the jump up to middleweight maybe after this because he has lost twice to Usman. Usman's now seeming like he's getting a nibble a little bit on this Canelo stuff. So maybe he goes off by the the second half of this year and is able to pull something crazy off. What what do you make of, of Colby's next move? If he is able to pull off the win, do you think that he should stick around welterweight and try and get a third fight with Kamal because they were so close? Or do you like the idea of him going up to middleweight, getting a fight under his belt, maybe getting a fight with Izzy? And, and how do you think that would go? Like, do you think that he would have a, a snowball's chance in hell against Israel Adesanya? Uh. It, it, I don't know what Colby's next move is just because he's so – it's so tough when Usman's at the top. And I just feel like there is a drop-off. I think Colby and Usman are in a – I guess Usman's in his own class, and then Colby's in his own class at, behind him, you know, as like the lone B tier, I guess. So I don't really know what to make of Colby's next move. If he wants to move in middleweight, I don't really see him standing a chance against uh, Izzy just because, again, the size difference is so massive. And – um 
But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough when you're landlocked, stuck trying to chase Usman, but, like, does he take the Chimaya fight if he beats Gilbert Burns? I think that fight was booked for, what, April? Like, Chimaya yep. is coming up the – he's coming up the ranks now. Like, is he – is that, like, a title eliminator fight maybe, like, this coming fall, like, in, like, September? Maybe. Like, that might be the next move for Colby. That would be a big fight. Chimaya, everybody loves Chimaya. Even though this Colby and Masvidal fight, Reed, is the one everybody's looking forward to. It's the one that, as far as on the schedule, I've been looking forward to the most this calendar year. What fight do you feel best about on the main card tonight? You know, I, I don't like taking chalk. I really don't. But I just don't see how Rafael Dos Anjos doesn't uh, beat Moicano tonight. I, I It's taking money. I got in at minus 160. Uh, anything under my – like, I don't like – giving out chalky plays. I also like Edson Barbosa, so I'll cover that after. Those are my two favorite plays for tonight. But how is RDA not just going to touch up Moicano anywhere? I guess Moicano's live for a sub, but Moicano fought at UFC 271, and I thought he actually lost that first round. And then it kind of looks like he headbutted with Alex Hernandez and uh, ended up getting a submission. But RDA is one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC. Has fought a boatload of competition. Like I think this is a step down in class for him, to be honest with you. And I think RDA has gotten covered. I, I think this should be close to, like, minus 250, to be honest. I, I think, really, Moicano early, that's it. Like, as this fight goes on, RDA has a crazy gas tank. And I think he takes care of business pretty easily here. And then the other fight, I like, I like Edson Barbosa. I think his size is going to prove to be really pivotal, pivotal sorry, against Bryce Mitchell. Um, Mitchell's really grapple-heavy. And if he's not able to land takedowns against Barbosa, who has solid takedown defense, and, again, the size plus five inches on reach, and he's massive for featherweight. I think Barbosa touches him up in the stand-up. And, you know, I think Barbosa round three, Barbosa by decision, I think those are good bets. Why do you, why do you think that Mitchell is the favorite in this one? Like, is it just the fact of the undefeated record and, and Barbosa's All been a little saw. bit best? Like, what, what do you think it is? Like, why do people so why, – why do you think it, there's so much belief in Mitchell? Because it does feel like a very big step up for him. And if he does win this, all right, he's the real deal for sure. But what, what, what do you think that is, the belief in him so early uh, as far as the odds are concerned? It's got to be because Barbosa's coming off a loss to Giga Chikaze. But, like, again, that's like two different fighters. You know, he also came down to featherweight. And, you know, I know he lost to Danny Ige. I personally disagree. I thought Barbosa should have won that fight. Beat Amir Akani, who is all takedowns, nothing else. Had that crazy knockout against Shane Burgos. I mean, Barbosa has power. He's massive. I don't really see it either. I think that this is, I guess, an overreaction to recent form. I, I really, I don't get that line. I think Barbosa should maybe even be a slight favorite. I mean, Bryce Mitchell hasn't fought since what, 2020. I don't really see, like, I don't know. I, I just don't see that line at all. I like Barbosa a lot. Uh, Sergey Spivak, the big guy's going at it versus Greg Hardy. Normally, I try to formulate my question very professionally, but I'm just going to ask you straight up. Does Greg Hardy suck? Yeah, like in all facets. <laughs> like, he's not, like, he, he's not, like, uh, he's not even good at fighting. He lost to Ty. Did you see what he said at the press conference? He was talking about how Ty Tuivas is afraid of him. He knocked him out. and So fast, it was crazy. Uh, I think Spivak's pretty good here. I guess Hardy has, like, round one equity. But Spivak, you know, he's only lost to, in my opinion, like, legitimate competition. Like, say we want about Marcin Tavara. I don't think he's, like, a rollover. Like, in this middling heavyweight class, he's fine. And then Tom Aspinall, I think, is, like, one of the up-and-comers in the heavyweight class. And Greg Hardy, like, is not good at all. I've never understood the hype around him. He hasn't beaten a legitimate fighter 
in his entire career. So, yeah, I I think Serge Ibaka is a rightful favorite and, you know, parlay piece as well. Like something with Covington, that's that sounds good. Yeah, he has some he has some weird uh delusions on himself. Yeah, he's like, out of his did mind. he compare himself to Michael Jordan at one point? I feel like that was yeah, a I thing, think, like where he I saw him comp- uh, compare he said he was like the he thinks he's the best athlete in the world, and if not number two, but then didn't name who would be higher. I, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're a bad UFC fighter. Sure, great athlete. Uh, one thing, Reed, we were, we were discussing uh, a little bit earlier this week because of the Islam Makachev news. He was maybe going to fight RDA, and now he apparently turned it down, according to Dana White. Now is going to go back. Dana White, and Dana White's punishment for that is, well, no title shot now. Now you have to fight Daryush, but... What, do you believe the hype in Islam Makachev? Do you feel like, because some of the odds that I've seen come out on him recently, a favorite against Oliveira, favorite against the top mm-hmm. contenders that it would be, do you believe that he is worthy of being in that class right now? Yeah, I, I kind of want to see. We were talking, actually, we were talking about this on Jab Cross Hook, our new best sided uh, show over. If you want to check it out on YouTube, it's on my uh, Twitter profile. But we were talking about this. I think he needs two more fights to really be in the conversation. I still, the resume just isn't there, in my opinion. I just don't see it. I think he is very good, but I think it's a big jump to put him uh, in the title contention. I think Oliveira, he was like a big underdog. I would still take him. Reed, great stuff as always, brother. We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, guys. Reed Wallach of BetSided, Nets fan and gambling insider. Lots of good information. Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. One round in the book coming up in round two. We're going to break down the fights. We're not going to tell you who's going to win, but how and when it's going down. It's going down next here on the BetQL Network. Every Saturday, we have all your combat sports betting needs covered. Listen to Tapped Out with Sean Levine and Brendan Tobin from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the BetQL Network.